Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Business time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller, and nature's miracle, Luke Moore is back. It's the knockout stages, so I'm here. Jimmy Campbell's here. Bonjour. And a sunburnt Pete Donaldson. I'm the nature boy. Les, les bleu. 
Yes. Or a lay le bleu, as they say. <laughs> in, in their in words. In parts in of Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, eh? But before we get on to that, it's lovely to have Luke Moore back in the studio. It's yes. lovely to be back. I did say to you guys before we decided to do all these World Cup shows, I'm not doing any dead rubbers. Certainly no. not. <laughs> so I gave myself a few days off. Backfired, though, didn't it? Because I, I missed out the uh, the ritual laughing at Germany. Let me tell you uh, something. He was <laughs> gutted to miss that. I was. Go on then, have a moment. You didn't get the comment on Germany going out. Easy! <laughs> <laughs> Embarrass him. I was just sat in my um, in my hotel room when I was away for a few days, just mm-hmm. going, "Yeah, I'll do my own little ramble. No one's listening. I don't care." <laughs> I was very interested. me in the minibar. <laughs> yeah, I actually, no, I did get a little bit of joy because when I arrived at the hotel, I was in the south of France, and I arrived at the hotel, and the Frenchman, French concierge, the Frenchman, he, he had <laughs> yeah. he had no TV um, where he was working, mm. and I just I just just shooting the shit with him talking football. And he was excited about France, and which we'll obviously we'll come on to. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "Oh, have you seen the big news today?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> Germany been knocked out." He was like, "No way!" Oh, <laughs> he was, and he was really Please pleased. He said, "Sir Blue." Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. He was absolutely delighted, though, and it unites us all, yeah. Yeah. doesn't it? But though, Luke, you have had a couple of days off, so you're, you are off the pace a little bit. I can tell because we were doing the VAR sign during the uh, music yeah. on football ramble, and you did an incorrect aspect ratio. Did I? You, you were doing a four three. And it's actually 16.9 nowadays. So. Okay, let me just do it again, like that. Better. Yeah, Good. okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not I'm pan not, and scan for us. I'm not someone who um, embraces technology. I'm now old, <laughs> so um, it wasn't... <laughs> I, I am actually quite pleased I missed having to talk about England-Belgium. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, that was very... It's light and dark. There was a lot, was a yeah. lot of uh, white space in that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just people like, exhaling, going... I was listening, <sighs> I was listening to your England-Belgium <sighs> stuff, and I just thought, these guys are just working really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're, just, they're just working really hard here. <laughs> work it doesn't feel channels. natural. <laughs> we should have put... We should have got... Um, Different people, like a ramble second string. Yeah, yeah. yes. Present it. Although that would probably still involve me, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there we are. But we're, we're all here to yes. talk about uh, to talk about the knockouts. We're in the knockout oh, phase. Business end. It is business, the business end. end of the tournament. I'm a bit sad because it's been a rollicking good laugh. Well, yeah, Peter, yeah. we got off to a rollicking good start with yes. the knockouts with Argentina <laughs> and France. I mean, my giddy aunts, Sir Racklebler, oh, okay. Auntie Speller. Yeah, she, she must be. She must be in an asylum. <coughs> yeah, <she's laughs> so giddy. Going on. She couldn't believe. I, I watched this game with quite a few French people. There's Ooh. a the wonderful stat that I saw on the BBC. The first time in 885 World Cup matches that a game has finished 4-3 in 90 minutes. And let's be honest, France, you bloody owed us that because of that yeah. Denmark performance. Not even England, Belgium finished nil nil. You know that, that <laughs> is yet another brilliant thing about this World Cup because throughout the the group stage, I think you'd probably say that France were really in terms of the sort of wider narrative the only disappointment because they, they 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 got through the group they just ground it out they didn't show what they've got and the moment they had to god boy in, did they turn in it that on. La, in that last match was Kylian Mbappe just you know like a Hot Wheels car you got to pull it back before it goes yeah. forward yeah. is that what he was doing <laughs> all that been, match it's just been like pulled a bull. back the whole <laughs> time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know ev- everybody compares him to a young Thierry Henry absolutely yeah. everybody but like have you ever seen a player who's so much like another player it's, it's oh, 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 well, Theo Walcott and Thierry. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, not forget. He's faster than Thierry Henry for one to thing. Take, to possibly. take your Hot Wheels and say something? analogy <laughs> to its natural conclusion, Pete, I think if that is the case, we'll fully know for sure when he eventually, at some point in the semi-final, runs off the edge of a balcony <laughs> and into a river, <laughs> which is what happens to every Hot Wheels car that's ever been owned by Ch- a child. Chips a sideboard. Yeah. yeah he, he, was, he, was, he was astonishingly good. I, I mean... I do think, and I don't want to come across as churlish because it was a good win for France, and if you look at the goals they conceded, at least one of them 
possibly two you couldn't do anything about. Yeah, well, well one's <clears> a weldy, one's a deflection. Right? Exactly. But they did let Argentina back in. They did, and, yeah. and we and we and I said a week or so ago. I don't know if you guys agree, but I said a week ago if Argentina get through this group, it'll be one of the worst performances to get through a group I think I've ever seen. Yet they still, on paper, ran France close enough. I mean, France were the better team; they deserved to win. But four three. I mean, I, I think Argentina's lack of system um, kind of helped Argentina a little bit because you can't defend against like players just swarming all over the place. I think Argentina's lack of discipline in many areas. I think I, I think caused a lot of problems uh, for France uh, on the break. But I think it's so rare to see a footballer like Mbappe um, actually. Um, be faster than any other player on the field, so to speak. I mean, the, the noticeably faster with the ball faster. at his feet as because, well. Because yeah. in modern football, everyone's whip, Fast, whip, yeah. whip uh, yeah. smart and whip, and whip quick, yeah. um, and that was just such a weird kind of situation mm. to sort of be. I mean, let, let's face it: Argentina's defenders were dreadful and yeah, very well. slow. But the thing is, part of the problem for, for for Rojo in particular was exactly because Mbappe was so fast. Mm. It just it just baffled him. He didn't know what he was doing to the but point where he just got tangled up in it. It was a stupid thing to do from Rojo. But I, I wonder if Mbappe well needs the, the credit for what Rojo did because it was effectively he just tied him up in knots to the point mm. where he just made a bad decision well, and what, panicked. What it did is it laid bare the lack of organisation from Argentina. You can't do anything about a player being twice as quick as you. I mean, that happens a lot to defenders mm. because defenders aren't naturally the fastest players on the pitch. Mm. What you then rely upon is your shape and your discipline and your tactics and your mate helping you out. And Argentina don't have any of that. And, and normally when you see a player with that sort of pace laying to waste so noticeably a defence, it's because they've got no organisation. They've got no, <clears throat> no tactical you know, acumen because mm. the way they've been coached and they've been a bit of a shambles going into it, it's not a surprise. Um, I just think France need to be a bit careful because they, they let a poor side back in, mm. really. There was a moment in the end of the game well, they could have. They could have been four yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, across, which yeah. would have been. I mean, can you imagine how good we thought Mbappe was and how good France were overall? That Pavard goal was fantastic as well, of course. Imagine if that have ended four four. It would have been ridiculous. I mean, it would have been. Ridiculous. I was hoping that would happen just so we'd get another half yeah, an same. hour of it. Though it was I brilliant. I feel that into extra time. I mean, if you thought Mbappe's pace and energy exposed Argentina a normal time. Can you imagine the tired Argentina <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. extra time? I mean, yes, it would have been ridiculous to go to extra time at 4-4, uh, but I think they'd have won about 8-4. I, th- I thought... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 8-4. I th- uh, to be honest with you, there were some like decent points for Argentina because Luke made the point a few, um, uh, a few shows ago. Like the Players who aren't Leo Messi, players who aren't like this kind of uh, big, big-time trolley, so to speak, need to use that space that is taken up by players kind of moving over and yeah. Di Maria's goal was indicative of that because nobody was, everyone was marking Leo Messi and, 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 yeah. and Di Maria was, they didn't get to out to him uh, anywhere near quick enough did no. they and, and, and I, would, I would say just to, just to say that um, it's, it's a funny result because France was so, so, so superior Armani's got to save Mbappe's first goal yeah, really, hasn't he? And so, yeah. and so, then you're you're, chaos, you're thinking yeah. on oh, another day, this this result could have gone another another way. And of course, if it had, that would have been an absolute robbery. Um, but uh, France yeah, but margins, though, isn't it? In football, yeah. because they do have Ar- to be careful. Though France. Argentina went two one up, and it was uh, a thing of beauty, the equaliser from yeah. Pavard. Uh, so, had they not have scored that, but, although the problem is though with this Argentina side, when they went two one up, you think I thought to myself, I know it's very early on in the game to do this. But you've had the warnings in the first half. Just sit a bit deeper. But the high line that they tried to play mm. all the time was, to me, it was suicidal. So, sorry, Marcus, you said that uh, a goal, Pavard goal, was uh, a beauty. Mm. And you, I think it's much more than a beauty, Marcus. Yeah. Go yeah. on then. I'll tell you, his tight little bouffant's a beauty. <laughs> his yeah. goal, his goal was something else. Yeah. It was like it was, slice. It was like Nacho's goal. 
taken up another notch. Well, it was like yeah. Nacho's goal. Another rung on the good goal ladder. It was like <laughs> Nacho's goal and Charisma's goal started a side project. Yeah. That was better yeah. than either of the... Yeah, the which original, no, which will later go on to consume the original project yeah. and become... A bit like the new pornographers will become the main band. Yeah, it was. It was like It was like the... It was like... It was so forensic. It's like the a dude doing an operation, and then the best surgeon in the world doing that same operation. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like he he didn't strike the ball <laughs> so much as sort of take it to a nice on a nice day out. Yeah, take it to a spa, get it a good massage and, and a, a facial, mm. and then gently told him, "Go on, tell you what, you're in a lovely place now. You're feeling really relaxed." Go and mm. pop yourself in the net. You, you were an object. You now a work of art. Yeah, yeah. It was, absolutely. It, it was uh, it was a decent hit for a fullback. Wasn't it? That that is surely going to be the goal of the tournament. Well, how many Maria's times do we keep one. saying oh, this? I, I mean, even Di Maria's was a good within that. that game. Mbappe's second. What a move! And what a beautiful little ball from yeah. Giroud to to set him up. You've got Di Maria's. You've got in that game alone. There was there was three wonderful goals. I mean, and the, the, and the debut of the new ball as well. The debut of the new yeah. ball. Oh, new that, ball oh, that ball was new ball it's the, the same ball, but it's got red panelling on it. It's I'm, a new ball. I'm against it. I'm <laughs> against it. New ball, Jim. A new ball for the knockout phase. Yeah, yeah they, nice. they, they had a, um, a new brazooka for the final in the last one. So, you know, this has rocked me to my core. It, it, they love a the, new ball every game. Was the last one origin? It basically, it, it's turned red to uh, signify England. It's heating England. up. England. No, red and white ball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, red and white Come ball. On. England. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? Kylian Mbappe is now nine to two favourite to win the golden ball with Ooh. bet three six five. Ten pound returns fifty five pound, including stake. But here's what I want to say. Here's something that I really wanted to get out there. If I could pick one team in this tournament. To test France, England. I would, I would, I would pick England. But <laughs> aside from them, yeah, but we're in a different side of the draw. Yeah. We're in the piss yeah. easy bit, no, so we're going to go into the straight to the final. Do they yeah. still definitely want to play those games? <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 I tell you now, it's pointless. Mate, yeah. there's no snakes in our fucking snakes and ladder game. No, right, it's right not, up there, it's all ladders. Right up yeah. to ninety nine, one to ninety nine straight away. <laughs> uh, it's um, it's Uruguay. I would yeah. pick I, Uruguay. Wait, I, well, I, they're I was, a lot more organised, aren't they? A lot yeah. more defensive. They are not going to give France. What they're going to do is they're essentially going to be Argentina mm. if Argentina were good. They're going to say, mm, yeah. we're not giving you all that space you've enjoyed against Argentina. Yeah. I hope you had a lovely time. I hope you've dined out on that. I hope you went out for a nice dinner after the game and talked about how great you were because you're not getting any of that against us. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, and, and so that will be a really interesting quarterfinal. That, yeah. that'll be, we don't know how the others are going to pan out <clears> yet. <throat> but at the moment, if the quarterfinal lineup looks anything like the first one will look, um, I'm very excited because yeah. the Uruguay will test France badly. Very yeah. much so. What about going back to Argentina? You know, it's probably the last time we'll see the likes of maybe Di Maria, Higuain, Aguero, Messi at the World Cup. Mascherano, certainly. I don't general... see Mascherano ever again. <laughs> he, retired, <laughs> he, he retired about 10 seconds after the final. <laughs> yeah. I think and, then, and, then went, and then went, sorry about that. <laughs> and just disappeared. Yeah. Um, but he pulled his mask off when he was 100 years old. He's, well, he's got uh, a season to look forward to in China. I'm working with Chris Coleman, of Cookie. Course. Working with Cookie. Working okay. with Cookie. Um, he'll show him a good time. But yeah. uh, this generation of Argentinian players, they came so close to winning a trophy uh, and so on and so forth. But yeah. we'll, we'll remember them well, will we not? I mean, I, I still find it funny that people... I just, a couple of people the other day I was at you know party and they said oh well Messi's never done it at World Cup no, we got to the final last time yeah. for crying out loud scored a goal in every group stage game that season, yeah that he year, may well. well not have scored in a knockout game and so on but I mean I think Reynolds got that uh, thing as well he, he does he's yeah. never yeah. scored in a but who are you either. comparing it to because if you are comparing it to Maradona which I assume 
Why are you doing that? It's just it's so it's, frustrating. It's reductionist nonsense. Absolutely. This whole thing. Rio Ferdinand really made a really really good point about Messi and Maradona um, earlier on in the tournament when he was saying that you got to look at Messi's sustained greatness. He's yes. done it so consistently for such a long time, far more than Maradona did. And this idea that you have to win a World Cup um, to prove yourself as the greatest player ever just because some guy in the pub says so is <laughs> absolute nonsense. You, you never, you never. I agree with that. Um, and Maradona's career was typified by. I think people get confused sometimes. Maradona's career was typified by his extraordinary genius, amazing highs, and also mm. really basement lows as well. Which a lot people, of highs with Maradona. Yeah, definitely, but which, which people can relate to. Whereas Messi is sustained brilliance. And I, I say what I've said before on this show, and we have these conversations about Ronaldo and Messi and all the rest of them. Tiger Woods said, when he was asked if he's the greatest golfer of all time, he said, all you can ask as an athlete is to be a part of the conversation mm. because you're never going to solve that problem. Mm. It's never. Mm. What we're going to do, get 538 to come up with some um, sort of... Um, you know, statistical evidence to say that one is definitively better than the other. It's never yeah. going to happen. All right, Luke, I've got a question for you then. Is Pete Donaldson the greatest sidekick of all time? Yeah, yeah. He was number two in the Times Top 10 sidekick. Well, which which is where you want to be. Look, yeah. right? saying, that, you know, for a sidekick, that's, that's number perfect, one. Yeah. 2008 to 2011 on XFM, Cheeky Pete, I've always been a sidekick. So, you know, you have, the, yeah. for you, this is just a good time. For me, this is what I call life, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, 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 you're, you're taking a day off a sidekick, sidekick mm. day of the year. From your psychic life. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, did I say psychic? I meant psychic. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, um, Pete, Pete was voted number two in the Times Top 10 Radio Psychics not a week after he told me he was pissed off about being a psychic. <laughs> oh, that is true, isn't it? I was on like a rundown of Radio Psychics and I was, Who beat I was you? part of the conversation. Who beat you? Comedy, Comedy, Comedy Dave, Dave, something like that. Oh, Comedy dear. Dave. Might have been. Where's he now? Yeah, yeah. He's, but Pete, I'm he's your, still working. I'm yeah. your psychic on the Luke and Pete show, so I know how you feel. Oh, yeah. I'll tell, tell you what, though, Peter. I'm looking around the studio. I can't see Comedy Dave anywhere. Oh, yeah. good point. <laughs> also, surely it should be the Pete and Luke show if, if you're the psychic. Alphabetical, mate. Right. Alphabetical, yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Or as it was called by one of our sponsors <clears throat> fairly recently, the Luke and Paul show. <laughs> 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 the puking bleach show. Yeah. Paul the octopus. Get him on like, there. Oh, oh, that's what. There was listen, a pig. There was a pig. The pig's done something. I've just remembered what really made me laugh at the show when I wasn't on it. England's right. fly. England's fly. <laughs> Doing the predictions. England's fly. I love that. Which turd? Which jobby? <laughs> is the England fly going to land on? All the England players are turds. The fly has to pick the team. I love that. <laughs> uh, a word for Paul Pogba. Yeah, yeah. No, well, for Paul Bogg was two brothers in the stand. Oh yeah, yeah that's because he latched a ball over. That, that was, was really, they were really like, what, they, they what both, is he doing there? They yeah. both had a look on their face to say, "I've waited fifteen minutes for this free kick." To be <laughs> <laughs> oh, and those stats about the free kick wasting ten minutes on average—that is from, yeah. from five thirty-eight, who are one of the leading st- statisticians. In, in, You've been vindicated, pal. Mm. Yeah. Did you see uh, Otamendi squirting water in um, Giroud's face? He didn't well. mean it. He didn't mean he it. He didn't mean it. Shop yours. Oi, Come on. We, uh, we, we've brushed over Paul Pogba Oi, there. Quick too readily. Can I just say that that particular incident where Otamendi squirts a, uh, some water in an Argentinian player's face? Yes. That has beautifully described both of you two as human beings. Marcus, oh, he didn't mean it. Nice bloke. Pete, not even entertaining. I did it. He didn't mean it. Of course he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Pogba had a great game. He did play well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and let's be fair, Whether we all think he's a good player and we all think you know there are problems with, with playing under Mourinho, not just for Paul Pogba. We've seen it with other players who seem to have come out of their shell. Marcus but, Rocco came out of his shell. <laughs> Not so much Rocco. Like volleys. <laughs> taking players down it's in the al- box. It's almost a bit like you're thinking, oh, isn't it great to see all these players really being able to express themselves when they're mm-hmm. no longer playing under Mourinho? Marcus Rocco. Oh, no, he, he's just, he, is, <laughs> he genuinely is just bad. So, not him. Um, David De Gea is playing but, better. But do you, do you think... Do you, yeah. <laughs> well, come on to that. That's a talking point. It yeah. is. Um, we, we, would you say that Pogba needed a performance like that after all the criticism or do you not think it matters? What? 
I think it's great for him to have a performance like that. It's great for him to have the newspapers and all the rest of it saying nice things about him because have people saying bad things about you, chances are it, it, it may well affect you. So to put in a performance like that and basically remind everyone, oh, I'm a bloody world-class footballer, it's always a positive thing. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I, think I can't it, say that when people are not nasty to me. <laughs> what's that, that you're if a world-class nasty to me, footballer? I can't go, uh, uh, don't worry, Pete, you're a world-class footballer. But you're a world-class sidekick. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> in the top two. Definitely in the top two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Circa um, about 2009. But the one thing about France, before, just before we go for a, for a break, is the pace and energy they have in abundance in that side. They do not look like they're going to tire anytime soon. No, because they've got, they've got a young, exciting team. And if you, if you take into the, into the, especially going forward, so if you take into account that... Um, Lamar and Dembele, not even on. Didn't even use Dembele. <laughs> so, so, but, but, you know, without, I don't want to get too carried away because I do still think there are questions to answer with France. They've not really... I mean, Argentina are a good team traditionally, but mm. we've all agreed they've been poor. Yes. So if you take that as red, they've not actually played anyone that good yet. Yeah, absolutely. So once they play Uruguay, we'll find out a lot about them. I thought Uruguay have come from... And we'll talk about them maybe a bit later. Oh, yes. um, I think they've come from maybe a team that's really good in both penalty areas to a team that's actually really good everywhere. Um, but I'm sure we'll cover that. All right, well, let's go for a break then, Luke Moore, and after which we can all get our teeth into those Uruguayan beauties. Teeth. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, and Seaman's been beaten. It's a goal. It's Ronaldinho. 
He meant it. Welcome back to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by 365, everybody. Now it's Uruguay time, baby. Mm. And uh, that first Cavani goal, satisfying. Off his face. A a goal for (laughs) all the world. Um, (laughs) The way he and and Suarez link up has always been wonderful. But that... Yeah, it was to the nth degree. One-two right. from crossfield like, balls. Half. Yeah, it, it's the it's the finest one-two we've perhaps ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, if you're if you're worried about and maybe a little bit um, insecure about not being world class, yeah. take a leaf out of Suarez and Cavani's book. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is work your bollocks off, mate. That's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all they Cavani do. Cavani in particular, like, run, 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 run. He was he spent a lot of yeah. time in his own box. He's, He's an absolute specimen. I have to Cavani. say that that second finish was absolutely phenomenal. He, he made that look so simple. It's such a sweet, crisp take. I agree with you. It was a great goal, but I, I thought the keeper, yeah, a top-class yeah. keeper might... might it's the bend on it, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's Look, he bend on that ball. <laughs> well, he'll be plying his trade for, for Wolves next season, that goalkeeper, so we'll see what he's like mm-hmm. uh, week to week, because well, uh-huh. we haven't seen him probably as closely as some. Um, well, can he do it on a cloudy afternoon in Wolverhampton? I can't remember which pundit it was who said it, but said that Cavani's like the first box-to-box striker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he works <laughs> He works so hard. Well, in 2010, and, was it? Cavani, didn't he play wing-back? I think <laughs> Uruguay side. He was, he was I think, playing left back I'm, like in that game. Yeah, yeah, he was, one yeah. Am I right in saying that? Because they had Forlan up front. I think, forgive me if that's wrong, but I think Cavani might have been wing back in 2010. Man. Which, I don't know. Which you, but but you can sure. see he's such a. But you're right. He's obviously a striker or a forward, but yet such a utility player at the yeah. same time. But very pleased for him because he, he sometimes is derided and understandably so about missing a few chances. Uh, so for him to get two goals to send them through. In, in such a crucial match very pleased for him because he's a wonderful yeah, player that's the one part of his game that us mere mortals may see as obvious that he can improve which is his finishing um, and he's done that what, what, he did that in this game when when you, when you a player of his quality and of his attributes adds being like a deadly finisher um, if he was like if he, you know, if he was like a finishing if he was like Robbie Fowler a finish, like if he could yeah. finish like Robbie Fowler mm. he, he would be unstop- completely unstoppable mm. and um, it's, it's what, nice what's mentioned for Robbie Fowler well, finishing know, here? What's curious? I mean, not really a, a, a striker who's, who's been blessed with a massive international career, but you understand my point. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was totally. well known as having a, a yeah, great finish. But, uh, but um, one thing that's fascinating about Uruguay for me is is tactically, obviously, they're very good. Their coach is really, really well uh, respected and, and rightly so, and, and very experienced. But what's interesting about Uruguay for me is just their economy of effort and everything they do. If you look at if they beat they beat Portugal two one, they were worthy winners. Mm. I mean, Portugal pushed towards yeah, the they end. were, they were. But if you look at Portugal had. Four times the amount of shots mm. than Uruguay had. More possession. Mm-hmm. 67% possession. They had Portugal a lot of possession, yeah. Um, 86% pass success, Portugal, compared to 66 for, for That's for amazing. And they won more headers and 10 corners to Uruguay's two. That's mad. But yeah. Uruguay don't feel unworthy winners because no, their economy of effort because, is, so, yeah. is so efficient. You look at that game and their tournament in general, and even those stats are amazing to me because I, I don't feel like Uruguay have really been tested. There was never a point right. where you the thought they were they definitely going right? to lose. Towards the end, there was a few uh, balls yeah, in the but box. You, you which expect they dealt with. that in a, in a knockout sure. game when you when you've got a narrow lead. That's always going to happen. Yeah. Also, a bit another takeaway for you. Given their reputation, which is possibly we've heard on on the step on the continent, it's been unfair. How many bookings do you think Uruguay got in that game? I'm going to go with zero. Zero. Wow. No bookings. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Not a single yellow. Which is incredible. Yeah. So, do, do you feel that Uruguay could go on and win it? Because if you look at the quality Unfair of... Unfair player. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will the final go yeah. down to that? We're not going to do a penalty shoot. <laughs> if, you look at the, uh, if you look at the quality of Cavani and Suarez, you know, with the hope that Cavani's injury isn't seri- serious well, that's the rest of the tournament, and the quality of those centre-backs, and that, that team ethic, and as you say, that economy of effort, is there any reason they can't? 
Yes, and that reason I think is Kylian um, Mbappe. No, is the psychological barrier of playing Brazil. We right. still play in the semi. Well, if they both get there, if, if, what, if, if it goes to play, and the winner play. of that game goes to play England. But do you understand what I mean? Yeah, There's this, this, the South American psychological barrier of playing Brazil is is definitely mm. there. Isn't it's it? It? I was completely but Brazil. I think it's there for everyone, isn't it? Brazil. Yeah. Look at what we did against. <laughs> apart, from Argent- apart from Argentina, probably. <laughs> but how, how psychologically scarred are Brazil from from the last World Cup? Yeah, but, that, know, that, but that they've was been humiliated Germany. by Uruguay in 1950, and they've been humiliated in a semi by Germany. I don't think 1950 plays a part with with regards to their approach to Uruguay because they've played Uruguay tons of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think there's. I, I, just, I think the problem for Uruguay would be trying to get past France, you know, and yeah. and 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 that that is a, is a huge one. If they can get past France and they play Brazil, I think that Uruguay will be brimming with confidence. And mm. yes, there is a psychological barrier and so on. I, I, that's a, there's a lot of football to be played before mm. that that happens, of course. Well, France. I mean, you mentioned France there. We talked about them before the break. They're four to one with Bet three six five to win the World Cup now. So ten pound returns fifty pound, including stake. Uruguay now eleven to two with Bet three six five to reach the final. Ooh. So ten pound returns sixty five pound including stake. I think, now I just really want to make a quick yeah. point. I I have a, I don't know I can't explain it. Not really sure why, but I've got a feeling that Mexico and indeed Russia might be the upsets of this round. I th- I think Mexico will, not, will, will challenge Brazil quite not, badly. Not England. No, because I think England will will win, and they deserve. Is that to not win. an upset? No. So, I, I, look, are we are we talking about England today? Because if we are, no, 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 I, no, I, no, 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 no. I think England are better than Colombia. They, they are. I just, yeah. I, I just, yeah. All this kind of loss against Belgium, I just think uh, could find us on the ass. But there we are. Let's not talk about England. We're having a nice time talking about Uruguay and so on. Uh, with regards to Uruguay winning the tournament, my my, my worry for Uruguay, and it's exactly the, the 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 worry going into this France game is they have a fairly small squad when it comes to the the, the real quality. They need their two centre-halves. Yeah. They they need their two forwards. And a bigger squad usually wins the World Cup off the top of my head, you know, and, and France have got resources they can they can pull in and Brazil yeah. as well. If You know, if Neymar gets injured for Brazil, some could argue that actually it might be a positive thing because it won't all be about him. They can just bring in somebody like, you know, Willian or whoever yeah. it may be. With Uruguay, they get a big injury and it really, really tells. And Definitely. to go all the way into a tournament... It's it's very very difficult, and I would suggest that perhaps that is is a big reason why I don't think they would go on to win it. Th- they need a bit of luck. If Brazil go in, if Brazil go into a tournament without Neymar, they're still going to be among the favourites. Completely. If Uruguay lose one of Suarez, Cavani, Godin, or Jimenez, they're they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, and it would be interesting if Cavani doesn't start against. France. I mean, yeah. it was had a good season. Though. He has had a good season, uh, but it's not, it's not quite the same, the same level, though, is it? No. And also, France get a huge boost from that as well. Yeah. Uh, so you know, but also, I, as you say, you mentioned Thomas Lamar and Dembele. Yeah. If uh, if it goes to extra time, and you you would assume at some point, you know, that we're going to start seeing games that do that. They're not too bad options off the bench, are they? The legs you're getting from that. Absolutely right. I mean, you could imagine if that go that game France versus Uruguay goes the distance. Uruguay playing for penalties. Just yeah. dig in a big old trench mm. and go Dean with his tin hat on, just, leading I, them. I, I, and they're capable of doing that. We, we're talking about the latter stages of the World Cup now, where lots of good teams are going to go out by definition. This is how it is. Seems um, brutal, doesn't it? It, it after does, the group. because you've got a lot of good teams in there. But this, this World Cup has been, sort of on one level, fairly unpredictable. Um, but at the same time, you've got quite a big, lot of big teams in there, mm-hmm. as, you, as you'd expect. Of course, the Germany thing is, is, a, is a headline. But Uruguay are, are perfectly set up, I think, to test France. Well, they'll, know, they'll give them nothing. And France what? are going to have to earn it. What, what's, what's, encouraging, what's encouraging for Uruguay, starting with Torreira? Who's you know Arsenal could uh, get their hands on him very, very soon. Yes, uh, please. Based on uh, that, indeed, yeah, playing at the base of a midfield diamond, uh, Vitino or Vecino and Nandez either side with 
Bentacur up top. They played with a flat four in the first two games. Didn't look particularly great. I know the opposition didn't throw too much at them. They played with that diamond against Russia, looked better. They looked better against Portugal. I think that they've stumbled. Well, not stumbled. They've, they've, they're onto something there. So with that midfield diamond, um, I, I think that they're looking quite compact. They're looking like they know the system. And we all know that if, if you know your jobs, which they do, they have the ethos, they have the passion and so on. Argentina, they've got the quality. They've got the passion. Didn't have the system and were horrifically exposed because mm. of that. Uruguay, you could argue, have got all three. And yeah. those three things are going to take you far in a tournament. They've already got to the quarterfinal. It will be fascinating to see what happens against France, against a very solid defensive unit. Uh, just briefly on Portugal, probably Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup, although could he come back in four years' time and be the best defender at the tournament? I, it sounds like daft, but I, almost, I, I don't expect um, him to retire for one thing, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in the next World Cup. He wants Ali Dai's record. Yeah. I would, I, 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 it's, I'm it's, not joking about that. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's a fool's errand to try and predict it because it's, you know, mm. what, three and a half years away or whatever because mm. it'll be a slightly different time of year. That's right. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either if he was there. No. I mean, I mean, he's, he's, I, 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 know, I, yeah. I see a really unedifying end to that man's career. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah, just because he, he loves playing football. Is that, he wants is that football. because eventually Pete, everyone dies? Yeah. That's and, 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 yeah. and we're all but dust. But, but yeah. I mean, Ronaldo, at a club like Real Madrid, there will be, Ronaldo will be posting numbers, but like there will be, he'll be training, he'll be doing preseason, he'll be hitting certain numbers and they'll be getting a good idea of what level he's at. Yep. Not just on his goals playing for Real Madrid up front because they're a good team, but the level he's at, the amount of sprints he's doing, the amount of ground he's covering. And you, you'd have to argue that there's no way, given the level he's at, given that we spent most of the part of the group stage talking about him being the best player in the world, and he's definitely part of that conversation, even if he drops off, you still couldn't make the, the argument that he's not going to make some sort of contribution with his experience yeah. in two, three years' time. Now, then you're knocking on the door of the World Cup anyway. So it depends what he wants to do. But I think in terms of his physicality, no no question he, he would be still still amongst it. Unless, I, unless, the only caveat to that would be is if, if he has a bad injury. injury. Yeah. I think Jim's on to something. When, what's Ronaldo got? The 80-odd goals at uh, international level. Yeah. Ali Dai, was it 109? Something goals? like that. Uh, and obviously Ali Dai is the overall... Mm. Uh, male top scorer the, in international football the Ronaldo, Nations League is to come so. yeah, I, I, yeah I think you're right Ronaldo he'll definitely want to hit 100 international goals yeah definitely. absolutely so he's what about 25 30, something like that off Ali Dai's most people would think that's a bridge too far not for old no, C-Rock get running. some friendlies in yes yeah. <laughs> let's get some correspondence in Peter alright then have you got any I've got some James Tortoise has got in touch hello James oh. uh, your discussion around the performance of uh, the Marcus Marcus and Marcos uh, so far got me thinking about the other three Ramblers Oh yeah. Um, so basically, he's gone through the entirety of Luke the Shaw's job. not there, James. No, <laughs> no I thought there probably isn't a Luke there at all, is there? Yeah, there no. must be. No, there is. Oh, Luke, Luke, Luke Modric. Modric. Yeah, best uh, player. Yeah. So I'll go through. Uh, Marcus, you don't take any credit for that. <laughs> Marcus has nine players in the World Cup. Seven made out of the groups. So that's a seventy-seven percent success rate. That's very good. Uh, yeah, and high. two goals. And I am taking credit for and that. Two goals. Two goals. Royce and uh, Rojo, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jim uh, has got six players. Hang on, sorry. I, I, as loath as I am, Marco Royce Let's, is not a Marcus. It's a big old email, Marcus. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. get through it, mate. All right. I'll uh, take Jim it. says. Uh, uh, so Jim uh, had six players. Three made out of the group. That's a 50% uh, conversion. Uh, is he Hammers? having Hammers Rodriguez? Yeah. Yes, he is. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's fuming about it. No, I'm not. I'm delighted with that. Wait, I want it. Now injured. <laughs> yeah. So we're having like Jamie. We've got like a Jaime. We've got a Jimmy in there any, as well. Any, any derivation of the name is Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yes, fine. Uh, Luke uh, has got uh, 11 players. 11? In the World Cup. Uh, six, you... six made out Only of the group. Only six, <laughs> Six made out of the group. 54% conversion yeah. rate. Two goals. Modric, you're not having Lukaku though, he says. <laughs> oh, come on. Give, me that. Give me that. Give me that. No, yeah. uh, I've only got three players at the World Cup. Didn't Pedro's not in there. Didn't even three, want those three, did you? Three Pedros. 
<laughs> one made out of the group, 33% success rate. So Luke has the most players, Marcus has the highest success rate getting out of the group, uh-huh. uh, and you both share the lead on goals. That's fair, isn't it? Because I'm all about the quality, Luke's all but about he, the quantity. I also had a look at the past couple of tournaments to see how you all did. Beasley, Hanneman, Albach, Zorro, Matarazzi, Strella, and Big Van Basten in the dugout. 2006 was certainly the summer of Marcus. Right. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm reluctant to take a marker. It's nice of a marker yeah. in there. Yeah, it is. Look at yeah. you, spoilt for choice. So, right that, so right. few Pete's in there. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, but Pedro won in 2010, yeah. didn't he? Not? Was he in the squad, Pedro? Dreadful Who business. cares? It he doesn't cares. matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Hello to Danny in Falkenwood, uh, London. I'm late coming to the Ramble. I only discovered it uh, in, la- in late uh, October. Then you are not welcome. <laughs> no, he's had enough time to bed in. Yeah. Uh, I was at a barbecue yesterday and it was someone's wedding and somebody asked me to do a video for the uh, the groom who, Hang on. who lives in China. You were at a barbecue, China. oh, but it was someone else, someone's wedding. I, I was asked to film a video for a forthcoming wedding right. uh, where a man who lives in China uh, who uh, wanted, um, basically they wondered if I would bestow um, Ramble, friend of the Ramble status, so I may have Bestowed a friend of the Ramble status over a chicken. Well, there'll, wing, be, so. there'll be an internal inquiry. Well, there'll be an internal inquiry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Can you pay all You are rogue. You are a rogue <laughs> sidekick. Um, anyway, that so is a dangerous thing. Since then, he's managed to listen to every episode from the start of 2010 and 11, which wow. is incredible. Well, he must be a pervert. He works nights in, <laughs> he works nights in a hospital. <laughs> He works nights nice in the hospital. Hey, uh, the ramble has helped me get through the last set nine months. Uh, anyway, onto the reason why I've tried to, uh, I decided to email in. I was recently sat on the bus going to work, and one of your episodes had finished, so I got out my phone to put the next episode on, and a guy sat behind me, saw that I was listening to the ramble, and decided to talk to me. Long story short, we've now watched three England games together. Oh, from lovely. The group stage, oh. Proving the power of the ramble. Bringing people together. Isn't that together. nice? I take back what I said about you being a pervert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perverts of the world, you know. If you're, a li- if you're listening to this show right now and you're a new listener, you are. Of course, very welcome. I was uh-huh. being facetious. Yeah. Indeed, you were. And Indeed. please do buy one of our products. Uh-huh. And finally, for now, uh, Brian Wallach says uh, you may have seen this already, but we wanted to bring it to your attention. A fun bit is that the data supports Luke's claims uh, that free ticks take for uh, take forever. Uh, ten and a half minutes per yeah. match. We talked about it, didn't we? And that was, and you guys were wondering where it's from. It's from five thirty eight. Right. which is Nate Silver's um, website. It's, it does a lot of statistical stuff. It's quite highly respected, as far as I know, Take although I'm red. not an expert in that field. But um, yeah, I was pleased to see it, because genuinely, not because it proved me right, but because I think if, if more people are aware of it, there's a better chance of it being cracked down on, because looks, it's, it's ruining, yeah. it's ruining the, it, the flow, I think. It also just looks like VAR only adds on an average of 31 seconds, Correct, which yeah. I think is slightly... I think it's it's slightly uh, different because it, you're you're doing it while it's yeah, while the game's being played, and that that's not a nice time. And that's I think, also for that, that's not the point. Yeah. No one in this studio, as far as I know, has said, "Oh, it slows the game down." That's yeah. the problem. We've yeah. talked about other problems around it. The, the slowing the game thing isn't as much of a concern for me. Mm. Yeah, I, well, it was the one in, uh, where it re- was really highlighted. I think Marcus Rashford took a free kick against Belgium, mm. and it took so long to take yeah. the free kick and because it was England for some reason I thought this is increasing his chances of scoring because it's taking the build up and you're suddenly always going to take a free kick he blazes it over the bar and you go oh, that free kick did well, take a long time to it's, fa- it's fairly I mean? easily clamped down upon I think what, the problem part of the problem is that the, the referees are now putting the um, disappearing spray down which mm. takes a while but one of the things that, that in a way that should make it quicker because yeah. he hasn't got to get the, the wall back but what's What's um, causing problems is is that players seem to want to argue every decision, mm. and it seems a bit odd because the referee isn't going to change his mind about a free kick. It's just mm. not going to happen. Once he's no. given it, there's no there's no um, recourse there to, to overturn it. He's not going to change his mind. So you're either doing it because it's hot and you want a breather, and it's late in the game and you're tired, or because you're trying to put more pressure on the taker. All this stuff is gamesmanship, so yeah. it can easily be stamped down upon with yellow cards and stuff like that. But I think um, because players don't watch games because they play them. Um, maybe they don't notice it as much. Um, I, I, I personally feel like it. Um, 
it, it, it sort of ruins it a little bit. Of course, the players do watch games. I'm, I'm not saying they don't, but to them, maybe they've got a slightly different angle on it. But I think it's something that could be easily eradicated. Indeed. Um, today's fixtures, gentlemen, Spain versus Russia, Croatia versus Denmark. Luke's already suggested, Ooh, Peter, an that upset. Russia could cause an upset. The host nation could march on. I wouldn't discount that. Really? Or at least um, take them really close. Mm-hmm. Take them extra time, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the running. Russia, Russia haven't they? Well, this is the thing. We've seen that Russia are very, you know... Energetic. Fit. And uh, that that's, tends to be what Spain used to undo people, isn't it? It's just passing them to death and, and just exhausting teams and, and, then, and then killing them like that. But Russia obviously are very Well, energetic. if Russia come so out, though... stand up to it. But if Russia come out, it'd be interesting how they manage the game. Well, because if the home crowd are roaring them on and so on, and they think, do you know what, if, if we're still in it, and that is where yeah. Spain unpicks you. I feel like the first goal is massively important in this one. I think the goalkeepers are a talking point. Akin Five has obviously been a, quite a poor tournament so far. Probably been the, the worst performer of all the Russian players. Mm-hmm. Um, De Gea has had a, a nightmare to the point where there was talk of Iero not even starting him in this game, but I think he is going to start him now. You'd expect so. The reason I think Russia have a, have a chance is, well, there's two reasons. One is because um, they'll have a crowd behind them and it'll be a good atmosphere. Two, because when Spain have looked vulnerable, it's been when they've been hassled and harried mm. and, and to the point of where... I've read this morning, there's, there's a rumour, it's not substantiated, there's a rumour that Iniesta won't start the game, that they're going to play Coca instead. Because um, I think Iniesta may be, obviously his best years are behind him and he only get really get an hour out of him anyway, don't you mm-hmm. now, at international level. So um, I think Russia have got the profile of a team based on what we've seen in this tournament, whether they can keep it up, I don't know, that, that could that could do do some damage to Spain, actually. I think it's a nightmare, it's a nightmare game for Spain in a way. Mm. Croatia you would expect to beat Denmark they've been so good yeah. and Denmark have been quite poor but again this one Croatia like in the Euros uh, two years ago they looked brilliant in the group and then was surprisingly beaten by Portugal but then everyone was in the, in the knockouts of course by Portugal uh, but it, it, could Denmark be that side where you look at the quarterfinal line and you go how are they in there I think they're going to struggle to get past Croatia I think yeah. Croatia well, I do as well canny. but Christian Eriksen and Luka Modric is an interesting uh, um, midfielder battle battle yeah uh, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun yeah, a lot well, of craft and guile from both of them they're going to well but, but Eriksen doesn't have Rakitic next to him to no, help absolutely him out, not you know and, and Brozovic behind him so yeah you, Croatia are firm favourites for that one and I think that people looking at these fixtures would think that's probably a, a home bank Croatia are a bit almost got a bit of the um, in terms of the mentality a bit of the England about them because they 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 need to believe that they they belong there mm-hmm. because they maybe not quite as used to it. We saw them get to the semi final in '98, of course. Mm-hmm. Had a good team there. They've got a good team now. What it comes down to is whether they behave and play that they belong to be there, that they belong there, um, and they can psychologically make their presence felt against Denmark. I think it's actually quite a nice warm up for them because they'll play if, if Spain go through against Russia, they'll play them in the quarter final. That'll be a big test mm-hmm. um, psychologically. I mean. So I, I, I think Croatia go through. I've not been that impressed with Denmark, actually. But Croatia could go far. You would expect them to beat Denmark. And as you say, they could play Spain next. Well, this is a Spain side. But didn't they beat them two years ago at the Euros? It certainly gave them a very good game. That's um, if Spain beat Russia. That's if Spain beat Russia. Does Denmarcus um, stand as Denmarcus? Uh, only it's nice to have a Denmarcus in there. Nice to have a Denmarcus in there. Only if they get through. <laughs> You'll tell us tomorrow. Only if they get yeah. through. But there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. We are back tomorrow of course to talk about those two games that we just mentioned mm. Luke Moore say goodbye and build up to the England game presumably as well yes bloody excited about that goodbye sorry say goodbye Jimmy Campbell goodbye Jimmy Campbell say goodbye Petey if we'd beaten Belgium we would have been playing tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's goodbye from me in London yes London goodbye
Open the doors. Look, I'm caught on you. Open the doors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.